Switched on on F104 and I'm joined by director and research astronomer and head of Space Exploration Limited, Dr. Eamon Ansbro. Hello. Hello there, Louise. How are you? Very good. Thank you so much for chatting to me. So there, I think it was last week or maybe a couple of days beyond that, that we heard the news from the US that aliens, I suppose, exist. But you've done a lot of study on this over the years, haven't you? Uh, yes, indeed. Yes. Well, I, I've been involved for a considerable amount of time with the the SETI fraternity. That's the search for extraterrestrial intelligence. Mm-hmm. So I'm very familiar with that. The whole area to do with uh, extraterrestrials. Yeah, you've been doing it for babe, is it over thirty years? That's correct. Yes, indeed. So I'm assuming then this announcement wasn't of you know huge surprise to you. Uh, not really, no. Um, those that have been in the field for, well, you know, 20, 30, 40 years have been very familiar with this. But unfortunately, uh, the media mainstream has never brought this out at all. Um, and uh, it's taken it as quite a joke for the last 60 or 70 years, you can imagine, with, uh, you know, with the population around the world. So I'm very, very happy that uh, they've um, woken up to the fact that, look, we can't sort of hold this down anymore. And it's a reality. Why do you think people do that with that sort of information? Why do you think they kind of reject it so much? Well, I I think they were probably analysing it over the period. And the concern would have been, you know, if it was announced, um, it's just the ramifications of something like that you know certainly back in the 1950s it was known about um, an intelligence that was already around the earth you know they called it ufos mm-hmm. um, and the concern was that um, it could affect an awful lot of people you know particularly uh say from the religious side of things to people that might be a little bit more dysfunctional than normal uh, could uh, create even more dysfunctionality you know uh, a real mixed bag of things, you know. So uh, I think now it's such about time anyway. So I think people are a lot more well-educated in the field, mm-hmm. certainly with all the, the Hollywood movies to do with extraterrestrials. Uh, so it doesn't come as a as a shock, you know. I mean, it might be an ontological shock for some people that are hard, uh, have a, a hard faith in religion, we'll say. Uh, but for others, it's, it would be like, well, at last, you know, we knew we're not the only ones here, you know, on this planet. There but must be others out there as well. This is the thing. Like, it is so large. You would be surprised if we were the only ones that, that occupied it. But what are some of the indications that there was other species there? Well, it it has it has been known historically uh that uh, there was uh, a lot of unusual aerial phenomena going back, you know, hundreds of years. And you can see it in paintings in particular, um, uh, way back to the medieval period. Um, So, uh, you know, it it, it wasn't understood at the time, but it was just taken as a a phenomena that would appear in the sky. Mm -hmm. And, uh, of course, it's come big time there, certainly, in the late 40s and early 50s, um, when uh, the UFOs were showing up significantly. And, uh, of course, the US government and I think the British, gov- British government as well did set up uh, programs to research this out scientifically. 
and they couldn't come to any conclusions on it. Uh, they realized it was a reality that was there, but they couldn't understand it at all. Uh, so now, actually, after all these years, after all these decades, um, at last that is taken very seriously now, uh, and particularly to do with security, military, you know, US and, and worldwide. It's not just the US, it's, you know, Russia, uh, China, all these countries. So, uh, so, the, so there, there is concern, all right, of course, because you're dealing with an unknown here mm -hmm. uh, that see, it appears to have technology, well, not appears, but has technology that's just far beyond, beyond what anything that we have uh, achieved. What do we know about them? Like, are they existing amongst us or on a different planet? Well, we don't know that. Um, it, it, okay, they seem to come to prominence, as I said, around the 50s. Mm. Uh, but since then, there has been a significant amount of sightings worldwide. It's not just in one or two countries. So it was, it's been pretty common. And it's as if, actually, it's been here all the time. Um, so uh, research I did way back oh, 25 years ago, uh, I, I was interested in the historical side of it. And uh, lo and behold, I got uh, reports, multiply witnessed, uh, going back to the 1880s. So that was pre-aeronautical, you know, so it wasn't something that just happened in the in the 50s. <laughs> We know, and you mentioned it earlier on, we've had loads of movies about aliens and E.T. and, and, and all that. But mm. obviously they don't look like that. Or do they? Do we have any idea what they look like? No, we don't. <laughs> <We've had> to, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Hollywood has had to make it up. What they yeah, like. you'd really <laughs> wonder. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it has come out there as the last two weeks uh, you know, under that uh, congressional hearing you know, in Washington, uh, that um, we are dealing with craft that have landed, they have either crashed or they're intact, and they and they're, have been piloted as well uh, by a non-human intelligence, not human, but non-human. So we don't know what design or what are they like or anything at this stage. Do you think they're ever going to make communication with us? Well, it, it, they they have communicated in a very indirect way, certainly with the military. Um, you know, they, they've shown themselves up, um, uh, how shall I put it, um, engaging with uh, certainly military aircraft and civilian as well, uh, certainly in the last um, 60 years. Um, so as to communication, I suppose there is a communication you, you know, it's not an obvious type of communication that we normally deal with in our in our world. Uh, it it's it appears to be um, like it, its technology is able to surpass ours. It's able to stop things. For example, uh, there's been a lot of UFOs um, seen and recorded uh, where there's been uh, nuclear power stations or uh, nuclear um, missile silos uh, in both Russia and in the United States, and they've actually shut them down. I mean, this is the shocking thing about it. Way back, uh, back in the 1960s, they were shutting down ten silo missile uh, area um, over a period of about an hour, 
and and again the same in Russia had happened around the same time uh, so I suppose that's their way of communicating and it's basically saying well we you know we, we don't want you dealing with uh, <laughs> you know military nuclear missiles you know I suppose it's one form of communication indirectly has it been difficult for you obviously working with it for such a long time but always being told you're wrong or that it's not correct information that you're given. Was that a difficult area for you to be in? Uh, yeah, I had to be very careful, actually, who I spoke to, because mm-hmm. I, I realised that um, uh, society, you know, well, say in Ireland, for example, you know, mainstream media uh, took it as a big joke, like uh, all the countries around the world. Uh, you know that that it couldn't be it couldn't be here something like this it was impossible and uh, I thought well you know if that's your world view then that's affecting the whole population so ordinary folk would be thinking to themselves oh that's a lot of bullshit you know and of course that's what you had to deal with so you're talking about 90 at least 90 percent of the population in all countries were saying wow it doesn't exist so it cannot be there as a reality uh that's the unfortunate thing and it's not just uh, when you have um a worldview you know for a situation like this reality that's happened but it's happened actually in history as well certainly with uh, galileo back 400 years ago he was trying to show the um different astronomical things to the um to the archbishops you know in the vatican at the time and they they didn't want to look through the telescope to see that there was that that we don't uh, we're not the center of the universe we actually go around the sun and you know so you can imagine for 2000 years you know we've been going that 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 we uh, we were at the center of the universe but it wasn't true and uh, he proved it scientifically mm-hmm. and now we have a, a similar situation um the impossible has come true it's here do we know what the future is going to look like in relation to these, or do we just kind of have to sit tight and see? Well, there, there's still the, the research so far in both uh, those countries that are involved in this type of research, and I'm talking about from a security end, you know, for each nation, is that they, they are perplexed by the whole thing um, because it doesn't actually fit the worldview as we are as we would expect mm-hmm. uh, of something that would fit our sort of reality our perception it is just not fitting at all um, and of course it's it could be an ontological shock for a lot of people and in, on a personal note for some people it could be a, a, a existential shock as well for their worldview uh, but for others it may be just just take it casually, the whole thing, you know. So it's a real mix of everything, actually, at this stage. Yeah, it's very interesting. So we'll have to wait and see how it how it pans out. But Dr. Eamon Ansborough, Head of Space Exploration Limited, thank you so much for chatting to us. Yeah, you're welcome, Louise. Bye-bye now.